Welcome to the Product Business Podcast. This is your number one podcast for the tips, actions, and insights to make more money from your products while enjoying your life. I'm your host, Amy Wenslow. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. I am so glad to be back talking with you and doing the show. Um, It's been a long pause, I know. And thank you so much. You've been in my heart. You've been in my, my mind over the past few months. It has been a time, huh? You know, I... I saw a post that summed it up perfectly today on Facebook from a friend of mine, and she said, it's hard to believe it's September already. It seems like only 16 years ago, it was March. And that's what it's been, right? There's this constant change and uncertainty that has been breathtaking and daunting and exhausting in a lot of different ways. So here's what I know. As business owners, we're used to change. As human beings, we don't like change. We want to know what's going to be happening. The predictability of things is very important to human beings. And to say that everyone has had a lot of adjustment happening is the most massive understatement. So there's a couple of things I want to speak to first, and then I'm going to go into a little bit of what you can do right now to navigate the change and what we've been advising clients to do with their product lines and with their production teams and and their staff. The first thing to keep in mind is with so much change going on, it has been a lot for human nervous systems to absorb. And emotions can get a little frayed. So I want you to first and foremost, reach for compassion before making snap judgments. I do not know of any person or business, large or small, that has had a completely smooth road this year, right? There has been a lot of humanity going on. And so find grace in your heart for the people that you're talking with and know that not everybody is in the same place. So for all the news media of how hard things have been and the stories of that, keep in mind that you are not getting the whole story all the time. And by that, I mean this. News media is designed to keep us engaged and watching, right? And one of the ways to do that is to fuel the anxiety and the uncertainty because neurologically, we are wired to want to know, to want to understand, to be able to prepare for the bad tiger coming to eat us from caveman days, right? So you you need to balance it out for your nervous system. And I really had to look at this myself. My husband and I, decided to wean ourselves off of constantly looking at the news quite a while ago. We have a system that keeps us informed, that keeps um, us aware and engaged without being traumatized by it. And that can be what it felt like for for a while there. So you really have to keep in mind that not everybody's in the exact same moment and same place you are. So 
I want to balance out some of what you might have been hearing with the other side and let you know that it doesn't matter the size business you have. There are questions that are coming up. There are questions from very large corporations that we've been fielding and helping to answer. And then there's questions from businesses that are just starting up that are very similar, but with differences. So it's really easy right now to go down the rabbit hole of what's bad news, but it's equally as helpful and actually way more supportive to look at what's working and to find the wins and celebrate them. And that's what I want to do for a minute here. So keep in mind that not all changes have been negative, right? Not everything has been bad. I know a business that last year they were on track to do $5 million was their annual revenue, right? And this year they were on track to do that or a bit more, right? Okay. So far this year, as of from January to the end of July, they have done $30 million. Now, when you have growth spurts like that, yes, there are changes, there are systems that break, there's things that happen because of the good growth, because of the increased revenue, because of all of that. So the way you look at your profitability has to change, the way you work with your teams, etc. right? There's there's other things that come up. Another example, one of our clients just filmed their Shark Tank episode in early August. So they got the entire rich experience of being immersed in that production process. It's really positive for them to go through those preparations. It was nerve wracking as well. And so I can't say more about that. You'll have to watch the season to, to see it. We've also brought in a few new team members. Um, having time, even a little bit more time, or being able to see your business more clearly gives you the opportunity to look at where does your system need shoring up, right? Where do you need more support? And so one, I guess it was about over a course of about a week, I was asking myself this question because there was this little recurring problem that was happening and I realized that we needed a few more team members. So we brought in new people and we're in the process of getting them onboarded and connected into the team so that everything sm flows smoothly, right? So when you're in the change season, there's something to remember. And I've been saying this from the very, very beginning of all of this, that in disruption, there is always opportunity. I feel this so strongly. Let me say it again. In disruption, there is always opportunity if you choose to see it. Okay. In disruption, there is always opportunity if you choose to see it. So we made decisions here and with our clients to come through this season better on the other side, to come through in a stronger position on the other side. And it has not been easy. You know, anybody who tell you, tells you this has been easy, I don't know what they're doing. What I can tell you is, yes, it has been hard. Yes, it has been a challenge. It has been 
um, exhausting sometimes and nerve wracking and it has felt uncertain. All of those things, right? We've all felt those emotions and it has been to the good of the business ultimately. There, you know, that's the thing to keep in mind. Don't play the short game, play the long game. Okay. So even large companies like Home Depot, I was talking with their buyer a couple of Fridays ago, and we were discussing a client project. And, and I was asking him some probing questions separate from the client's product of how long are they expecting this disruption to be going on? And he looked at me through the camera and he said, I really don't know. And he goes, it's been a problem because I don't know how long to order for. I don't know what manufacturers have, what inventory. He said, we didn't see this coming. So our, our projections are just all sideways and I'm out of inventory on a bunch of things, right? So even a large company like Home Depot can't quite answer the question of when is it going to change? When is the disruption going to calm down? Now, we are seeing signs of it. Just so you know, we've been helping some large companies with this kind of quandary, right? This this questioning and coming to what is the right action. So it's probably going to continue through January for there to be production disruptions because production capacity in different factories was moved to different products, etc. There's there are several reasons and I'm happy to have that conversation with you. Um, so it's going to happen probably through at least January. Okay, it may be through May of next year, before we see everything really, really calmed down. And a lot of that will depend on what happens with the virus. So the other question that is coming up quite a lot, and we've been handling it with clients is, what's the new situation mean for their business? What does it mean for their teams or their staff? What does it mean for their production? And what does it mean for their sales, right? Like how should they be adjusting their sales? How to adjust the sales messaging? what products to maybe back burner a little bit, what ones to press into. That that question is happening at all levels of all product businesses, that series of questions, right? And then of course, there's the where do you get new product ordered? And how much do you order? Right? So I'm sharing all of this because these are questions coming from all sides of business. And I know as a small business owner myself, it can feel like everybody else knows the answer to something um, before I learned it, right? It would feel like they knew and I didn't know and whatever. But what I'm telling you right now is there is this figuring it out coming from all levels of business. And we've been very fortunate to be in the conversation with all levels of business and to be navigating this and making the pivots, making the adjustments. And it has been hard work. It has taken emotional energy. It has taken intellectual 
energy, it's taken time, and it's taken sheer determination and grit. And what I know is this, if you're a small business, you have that, you have grit. And by that, I mean, you have that ability to do the tough work that it takes to come through this on the other side better because of it. Okay. And it's really important that you do it. It's really important that you dig in and you dig deep in these kinds of times. I started my company, Products to Profits, in 2008. This is my second business. I started it in 2008 in a recession. So this is not new to me, right? And it's different, but it's not completely new. So that's an advantage for us because we've navigated tough before, right? And you have to keep that in mind. You've come through challenges before. And what I know in my, my heart of hearts is that we creative people, like the creatives, like you and I and the innovators and the ones who are willing to create something from air practically are, are the ones that turn things around over and over and that we are the backbone. And I know this because it is the same DNA that has formed large companies, it's formed small ones, it's, it's what's driven us for so long, right? So let's talk some practicalities here. In practical terms, here are the actions that we've been advising clients to take, helping them take, and doing ourselves. And if you haven't done these already, you must do this because it is the thing that will actually save your butt. <laughs> there you go. So practical terms, you have to get clear on what's working now and what's not working. In technical terms in the business world, they would call that a SWOT analysis. It's a strengths, a weakness, opportunities, and threats analysis. And it doesn't have to take you a long time. You can do it as a quick list. You can say, hey, here's the thing that we're doing that the market's going to need, right? Um, we helped a couple of different businesses. Uh, one was actually a hypnotherapist who didn't realize that one thing she does was massively, massively helpful to people that are in this much change, right? And so she wasn't marketing that appropriately. She needed to pivot it. She needed to adjust that message, right? And so some of what you are going through is like that. So you got to get clear on what's working now and what's not working. And then there's going to be some things that are kind of a gray area in there, right? Those are kind of the what needs adjusting, right? Maybe something needs tweaks, it needs edits, it needs to be moved over or talked about a different way. So look at those and look at the profit margin that you're making on them and decide whether or not you want to make those adjustments, okay? And the decision is a clear choice point for your actions. You actually have to decide and make a conscious decision. Don't be willy-nilly about this, but make a clear choice. So then 
you want to reposition everything that needs to have new talking points. Do the new language. Do the new talking points. Put it in the language of the market as it is now. We've been doing this for clients and we actually have done it with some of our own um, product lines. And so repositioning it is making it relevant to the conversation that's going on now. If you have not already done this and you're trying to sell your product right now, you have to look at your messaging. Um, there's a very real danger of being tone deaf in your marketing and it actually losing market share because of it, right? So you must, must, must reposition any text that is off track. And then this last part of the four is you have to delete what's unworkable. If you are offering something that is just not a fit for the market the way it is right now, you need to pivot it. You need to stop offering that and push into something else. There are other items where you're going, wow, everything that's going really well, you want to press into that more right? That's what we're doing. We're pressing in more in certain areas and pulling back in others. So you want to press in and, and one of my friends calls it doubling down on the things that are working. Now, if all of this sounds overwhelming, <laughs> it doesn't have to be. I'm happy to have a conversation with you to get this level of clarity for your products and for your product lines or your existing business. Um, you can go to productstoprofits.com slash discovery. That's products to, which is spelled out T-O, profits.com slash discovery. And that'll give you my calendar so you can set up a time for us to talk and see where your next moves are. And we'll give you three action items just from that conversation, whether you become a client or not, this is our give um, to get you through this time. It is possible for you to come out on the other side of this stronger. Okay. And like when you're at the gym, the only way to get stronger is to take on the challenge. And it's not something that you do continuously, right? You're not at the gym lifting super heavy, wet, heavy weights, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No, you're there strategically for a short burst of time, very focused and pressing in that way. Um, this time right now that we're in takes some emotional capacity to find your way in. And doing it on your own is a very, very unnecessary thing. It's an unnecessary challenge. You don't have to do this on your own. I leaned into a couple of our business communities and got myself support right away when all of this happened. Okay. So I want you to hear that I believe in you. I believe in your products. I believe in the dreams that you have. I believe in you. I believe in your ability to make it through this and be better for it. Okay. So this is Amy Wenslow. I am so grateful to be here with you. Stay tuned for more episodes. We are back to our regular schedule of posting episodes for you. 
You have just listened to the Product Business Podcast with me, your host, Amy Wenslow. Subscribe, review, and share our podcast on Apple iTunes, Podcasts, or Google Play. Until next time.